Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, don't waste your vote, part one. Here we go. Folks, this cast is about politics, and what that means is being effective in your relationships, and that means being an effective communicator. We encourage you to take a look at our Effective Relationships series of casts, whether you're a dominant D or a reserved S or a perfectionist high C, working with people who are different than you takes a little bit of work. And we lay it all out for you in classic manager tools, career tools, excruciating detail. Take a look, effective relationships. Now, Mark, we've talked about counting your votes before, right? And we have right. a podcast for that. And there's also a time to change your vote because unfortunately for some of us, the world is not black and white. So it's, it's not just about ideas and plans and decisions. It's about relationships as well. And that means, dare I say it, politics. Yes. We hope that the young people who are listening don't make the mistake that I did and say to themselves, oh, I'll just perform at such a high level. I won't need to play politics. Well, politics is important enough, folks, that we don't play it. We consider it. And that's what this cast is about. And folks, you, you're either going to love this cast or you're going to hate it, but you'll find it interesting regardless. Yeah, well, I don't think we actually shoot for interesting. <laughs> We're happy when it happens. But look, four pieces of guidance here today, folks. First of all, don't vote. And I put that word in quotes. Don't vote against something if you're the only one voting against it. Okay? This is not a holy quest. Okay? Business, operations, organizations, careers, not a holy quest. Secondly, let's extend that a little further. Don't vote against something if your vote won't matter. And that means you have to count votes, of course, which we've talked about before in previous guidance. If it's important, if you're willing to vote against something, make your case beforehand. That's when discussions are had and ideas are bantered and minds are changed. And lastly, in the heat of the moment when you actually are voting, don't do what we call a strenuously object and some of you remember that moment from uh, the great movie, A Few Good Men. Yeah, the Demi Moore rule, we'll call it. Exactly. Let's get to our first point because <laughs> this, this one, dude, you got to help. You got to help me out with this one because this is difficult. Don't vote against something if you're the only one. I mean, just, yeah, just give up my conscience. Just, just, yeah. you know, yeah, just I be that one. Yeah. Uh, Millie Mouth, Classic. you know, kind of marketing yeah, high, high kind of guy. Nice. Yeah, I know. Nice. No, no courage of my convictions. Yeah. Classic so. politician move. Attack the, uh, the morals and intentions of the other side. Ad hominem. That's me. Ad hominem me. attack rather than simply saying my opponent and I disagree. <laughs> um, look, guys, when it comes time for voting, and, and by the way, we're going to talk more about voting in just a minute in this guidance. Uh, when it comes time for voting, it's not the time for you to make a stand, okay? Life is not a movie where you're going to win in a boardroom coup, okay? Disagreement is fine, guys. It's okay to disagree with your boss or a colleague or somebody else. But voting against your boss, if she wants to do Project X or Project Y, whatever, is another thing entirely. Nothing wrong with disagreeing. Voting is something different. Okay, voting against your boss when you are the only one doing so is in a class all by itself in political stupidity. And all we're saying here is when you count votes, if you end up being the only one who's voting one way or another, it's time to think again. Let me give you a scenario and you, and you help me. <laughs> you help me think okay. through the consequences of this. All right. So 
I work for, for, for Joe, right? And he's thinking about embarking on this project. We'll just call it Project X, right? Cost cutting, new, you know, new software. We got to purchase it. We got to install it. We got, you know, we got to add, add a paint room to the plant. We got to, you know, buy and change out, you know, new shipping carriers. It's a new hiring process. We're going to do some force ranking, eliminate some people. You're not saying Project X is all of those things. Those are examples of Project X, right? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, okay. exactly. Right, so these are all okay. kind of things that would would show up. So this Project X is one of is, was one of those things, right? And and he gets us in a, in a room and he briefs us all. Right about this, okay. about this price. Say, hey, I'm I'm thinking about embarking on this project X, um, and in this case, we'll just say it's this big cost cutting measure, right? Okay. All right. You're in on the research, and maybe you're not, but let's, no. you know, it, it doesn't matter because you're right. you, you better know enough of the to respect your colleague's research. You're suggesting that he's Joe here, your boss, has asked some of the team to do some research. That's right. Okay, right? got and it. So you may you may or may not have. have been in on it, but you, you know, you respect your, your peers results and, you know, so just like you want them to respect yours, which would be good. Yeah. The people who aren't involved in research, they think they get away with something by saying, oh, I didn't have to be one of the guys doing the research. And then they think, oh, because I'm not doing the research, that gives me a freer hand to have an opinion. No fool. It doesn't. Because when you're the one picked to do the research, you don't like the guys who don't know what research you've done saying, yeah, I just disagree. Right. Okay. So my point of that is like, there's going to be a series of briefings and people are going to get up there and let's just, let's just for, for argument's sake here, say we trust them. They're not lying. There's not, there's nothing, you know, underhanded going on. Um, and so you're all looking at the same data. You believe the same data, right? So you go through these briefings and then there's an open discussion. Right. And your boss says, seriously, guys, no sacred cows, everything on the table. What do you think? Right. Right. And you believe him. You believe him, right? Yeah. Good guy. Trustworthy. Yeah. And at this point, and, and frankly, even before it, you're in what we call, it's kind of, it's okay to have and voice a dissenting opinion, right? That's, that's kind of that's phase, phase we're in right we're now. In. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't decided anything yet. We're not, we're not voting. We're not asking for decisions. We're discussing, we're researching, we're analyzing, we're figuring. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And if your boss means it when he says that different and dissenting opinions are okay, you can dissent from the idea. Yeah. You're saying that your boss is a good guy. Joe's a good guy and you believe him. And I would just say that if you guys, if you work for a boss that says that, but doesn't mean it, we recommend you generally, not always, but 95% of the time, agree with everything he recommends or suggests, and then polish your resume, my friend, because that kind of boss is one of the worst kinds of all, okay? And let me, let me say one more thing. For the record, there are right ways and wrong ways. In this phase, you say that we're in this phase, and I agree. We're in the phase of discussion and analysis and research and communication, collaboration, and so on. It's okay to disagree to dissent in this phase, and there are right and wrong ways to disagree during this open phase. We've mentioned some in some other guidance we've given, and at some point we'll probably gather all that up and say, here's a political vocabulary, uh, bibliography, if you will. But look, the problem with that is lots of people don't just disagree. They talk down other people's ideas. They burn relationships and so on. So yeah. when we say it's okay to disagree, we expect you to be doing it in a professional, respectful way. And the best way to deliver disagreement is to do so respectfully, which is to be full of respect. That is, if you want somebody else to hear your point of view, you're far more likely to get what you want by being willing to hear their point of view. 
Okay. Right. All right. So, so okay, we've, we've got another caveat, but okay. We're going to assume that's all going to take place. Okay. So now, so now this is where I want you to really get in and tell me what I, how I might be thinking. Yeah. Okay. About. Okay. So in this particular point, we're all, we're, we're discussing, right? We're agreeing, we're disagreeing. And I right. find myself more often than not, as we're going to the points on the disagreeing side, right? Yeah. It seems like my seven peers are all on board with my boss. My boss clearly wants to go in a particular direction. They're on board. I'm not because, you know, I'm a smart guy and I can see all the holes that Everybody these other seven can't. folks can't see. I don't know why, but they're just blind. Chowderheads all. Right? Now, I can argue, right? I don't know that I would say you can argue. Oh, here's what I would say. It's okay to make your case with your coworkers if they agree, but you disagree during this phase. Okay. It's okay to argue with a forceful, dominant high D. You and I were high Ds. We don't mind it. Argue with us. It's okay. Okay. We're not going to get our feelings hurt. Okay. It's okay to make a logical case to a perfectionist high C. It's okay to inspire or get, get a high I super excited while you take them to Starbucks and buy them a triple soy caramel macchiata with extra foam, no whip. I don't even know if you can do that. but <laughs> um, And it's okay to sit down and talk about the benefits of the team and the organization of a long, slow, uh, well-thought-out change process to uh, a steady, solid, warm, caring, high S. Yeah. So, okay. So, I need to do it in a respectful way. It'd be more effective for me to be respectful. If I understand something about DISC, I, I know how to make my points to different people with different DISC profiles. So, let's say I get that right. Right, but this is where I, this, this is, is where, where maybe in the past, not these days, but in the past, I would have really fallen on my no, sword. Really? No, yeah. no, no, still do tell. No, <laughs> um, yeah, it, this goes wrong. Yeah, this is where the boss says, "Okay, guys, let's let's we're gonna make a decision here. What do you think? What's your what's your vote? Right? And, yeah, and then that's where this is where things go south because people don't make the distinction between the discussion phase, what we've been talking to up until now, and what we'll call the voting phase. And you simply carry your dissent with everybody else and Joe's idea, Project X. Uh, you carry that dissent into the voting phase and you vote against Project X. Isn't that the same? What's, no, what's, the, what's no, the difference? No, please, no, no, <laughs> no. Voting against Project X after having the entire time dissented with it is a completely different act than disagreeing during that discussion phase. And the disagreement while voting carries political ramifications in the same way that holding fire and saying nothing and not collaborating during the discussion phase is also a political weakness. Okay. Hmm. The choice one makes about, first of all, dissenting is different than voting. Okay. And by, by definition, if they were the same, we would call them the same thing, <laughs> but we don't. Okay. Uh, now let's spend a minute and talk about voting. This is, I think this is valuable. When we talk about politics and organizations, we often use political terms like voting. Okay. For most bosses, guys, you need to understand you're not voting, okay? <laughs> They're not abdic abdicating responsibility here. Yeah, or, exactly. No. Voting okay. implies a precise tally, a power in the vote that actually can be turned into a decision. And it also implies a decision in favor of the majority vote count. That does happen in organizations, um, but it's rare. Okay. My favorite example of the difference between voting 
and polling, which we'll talk about in a second, and decision-making is in a Tom Clancy book called Executive Orders, as I recall, where there was a biological attack against the United States. As I recall, Jack Ryan is the president of the United States. And in it, there's some question about whether or not to save the country um, against this really horrible biological attack where thousands of people or maybe even millions are dying. Ryan calls his cabinet together and says, okay, let's have a discussion about whether or not we should close the interstate highways in order, in order to stop the spread of the disease, essentially to put a quarantine on all the states. And if you know U.S. jurisprudence, folks, while we are a country, it's also the United States states of America. And um, as Nicolas Cage said, rather, I think, interestingly, in one of those movies about, what was it, a treasure, a hidden treasure or something, a national treasure, he said, before the Civil War, people used to describe it as the United States are something. After the Civil War, they, they started saying the United States is, because of course, it, if you think about it, it's plural. Anyway, Ryan calls his cabinet together, says, can we or can we not do this? Should we or should we not do this? And there's a very healthy debate for a couple of hours, people speaking and back and forth and so on. He says, okay, guys, thanks. Time to vote. And he goes around the room. And I think there are 19 people that get to vote. I don't know why that number sticks in my head. But anyway, they, they all vote. And to a person, except for, I think, one, they all vote no. And uh, we can't do it. Either we can't or we shouldn't. And Ryan says, okay, thanks for the input. We're going to close the borders. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns to the Secretary of Transportation, as I recall, that's who he turned to. And the person had voted no and said, Mr. President, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And he looked at him and said, fine, I accept your resignation and turned to the young lady, as I recall, who was sitting next to the secretary, who was the assistant or deputy Secretary of Transportation and says, you're now my Secretary of Transportation if you choose to be so. And she said, yes. He says, will you close the borders? And she said, yes, sir, I will. <laughs> I don't know that she had voted against it before, but she realized that her keeping the job was predicated on her agreeing that he could give her an order and she would have to follow it. So are you implying that if everybody else votes yes and you say no, that's essentially you're saying the same thing that that secretary of transportation said, or at least implying that? I don't follow the question. If there's a decision out there and you're asked for a vote. Am I the president or am I one of the well, guys? No, no, no. You're, you're, you know, you're a manager. We're just going back okay. to our situation. You're the manager of this, this Project X. Um, I asked for a vote. Everybody says yes, but you. You decide you're going to stand in your soapbox and you're going to make a stand, an ethical, moral, ethical stand on this particular issue, and you're going to vote no. Is there some implication in that that no suggests I won't support the decision? There are a couple of factors you brought up here, which will take a couple of minutes, but I'll walk through it. The first, first of all is uh, no from the organization's perspective. Your no is only input to your boss, and we're going to get to the concept of polling in a second. Your no is input to your boss. After the decision is made and the boss says, yes, I'm going to do it, your job is contingent upon you doing what your boss says within reason. Your boss can't ask you to stand on your head in the corner wearing a mm -hmm. big tutu and embarrass yourself. There's appropriate, you know, modicum of, you know, there, there, there are rules of behavior and comportment, but your no is unrelated to your action after the fact in a logical explication of the situation. 
Yeah, I got it. I'm sorry. I, I didn't communicate. Yeah, I know. Let me, let me, let me go further. Let me okay. go further. Okay. So, so because I knew where you were going, and I wanted everybody to understand the logic behind it. Okay. The second thing is, you're asking, can you choose not to be involved? You can, at the risk of your job. But think of it this way. If you vote no, anyone else could choose also, even if they voted yes, to not do it. And you don't have that luxury. Uh, that's part of what the boss's authority is. He, he or she has the ability to deliver consequences. And as a general rule, the vertical structure of organizations, which are here to stay, I might say to Zappos and other companies like Morningstar and so on that attempted to get rid of managers, vertical structure is an inherent part of human condition. It may not be in a million years, but for now it is. And what we recommend you do is what we call murdering the unchosen alternative, which is to say we talk about A, B, and C. We choose A. And even if you lobbied for B, the moment A is chosen, it's your professional obligation. And we have a podcast specifically about this, uh, about professionally disagreeing, that once you disagree and you're overruled, you murder B and C, and you say, I'm behind A. And when you go back to your team and they say, I thought you were going to vote for B. doesn't matter what I was going to vote for. didn't matter what I thought. We decided A, and we implement as a team, mm -hmm. meaning execution is different than voting. Now, could you choose to fall on your sword? Sure you could. And you brought up the point about ethical or moral. That's a different piece of guidance. What we're talking about here is the 99% of situations, they're not moral or ethical. You know, at the top of the, the cast, we said, don't vote against a plan or decision if you're the only one doing so, unless it's for ethics or principles. And the fact is, it usually isn't. Don't worry about that, okay? There will come a time when you'll be asked to do something unethical. And then you will discover, you will look into the, the, the depths of the chasm and discover whether you have a soul or not. But that doesn't happen, but maybe three or four times in one's career. And too many young people mistakenly believe that it's unethical to choose product A versus product B. Right. No, really not. So, so yes, if you feel strongly that you are being asked to make an ethical or moral distinction and you vote no and your boss says, we're doing yes, frankly, you're obligated to resign, I would think, as an ethical actor. Yeah. That's a great question to ask yourself before you vote no uh, based on what you think is a moral or ethical thing, right? If if you say no because of the moral or ethical issue and you're overridden, would you resign? If the answer is no, then maybe it's not a moral, maybe it's not that moral yeah. or an ethical. Periodically, I'm asked by people, you know, what should I do? I have a, you know, moral conundrum and, and I say, you know, know what your principles are. The definition of a principle is something you're willing to fire, or be fired or quit over. And if you can't do that, then you're essentially defining your principles as being something less or more than that, depending upon the situation. So let me ask a question in a, in a different way, which is, which I, and I, I apologize, I didn't ask it well. If I say no under the conditions we just talked about, is it reasonable for my boss to draw a conclusion from that, that I will be less than fully supportive of the decision? It's possible. It depends on the relationship, okay? You know, I don't. You know, if Wendy or Danny or Judy or anybody else who's ever worked for me said to me, I disagree. And I said, okay, good. We're going to do it anyway. I expect them to. Now, is it possible that if I was tired, I'd go, mm, I may have a problem there? Well, I suppose it's possible. I don't hire people whom I'm going to have that problem with 
because I've been asked to do all kinds of things that I disagreed with. And the idea that your career should be nothing but you doing only the things you decide in advance you believe are best is just maybe one of the most galactically stupid concepts in the history of mankind. Would the normal boss in a normal situation could we reasonably infer that he or she would raise an eyebrow and depending upon the relationship and depending upon the boss's background and the, the direct's background, would the normal boss have that doubt? I don't think there's any question they would. Hmm. Okay. And if you're 23, 24, 25, 26, you're starting your career and you make 10 of these choices where you choose to go along, to make a politically wise decision, because frankly, you probably don't know anything. And we're not, we're not casting aspersions on you because we didn't know anything either when we were your age. I've said this a thousand times. I thought I knew what was going on. When I, I thought I knew what was going on when I was 25. And then I turned 30 and realized, you know, I really didn't know anything when you were 25. But now that I'm 30, I really know what's going on. And then I turned 35 and realized, hey, I didn't really know anything when I was 30. And the progression continues. So I think if 10 times in a row, Ozan is Horseman's boss, and Horseman says, okay, I lobbied for B, and we got A. Roger that, boss. I'll do it. I'll do it to my best ability. And I prove to you what that means is when I say later, I really have a significant concern about this one, after I've earned your respect by showing you that I understand how these things work, but now I'm upping the ante and saying on this decision, I may be willing to actually vote no. If I did that to you, I'd expect you to pause. Now, you may not, but I would. There's a great story. I know this is going long, but I, but I will share the story now. One of my favorite stories in my entire life is about a young man who's now probably, a, well, he's surely an adult. Maybe he's my age for all I know. His name's Tanner Muncy. Tanner was a little league player in Florida, and he was playing shortstop. And uh, there was a play at second base where Tanner applied the tag uh, on a person sliding into second base. Uh, it is baseball season very shortly, and so we talk about these things. And the umpire called the runner out, meaning the umpire had seen Tanner make a tag. And Tanner looked at the umpire and said, ma'am, I believe it was a female umpire. He said, ma'am, I missed the tag. And the umpire stopped the game and said, okay. Runner, come on back out. Uh, we have an honest kid playing shortstop. Okay. Later in the game, close play at third base. Umpire calls the runner safe. And Tanner Muncy looks at the umpire, raises his eyebrows a little bit, and then walks away and throws the ball back to the pitcher. The umpire says, knowing that it's Tanner, the kid who told the umpire against his own benefit, told the umpire what was true, made an ethical decision, the umpire says, what do you mean? What, what, what happened? He says, oh, sorry, ma'am. No problem. But I tagged him. He was out. And the umpire changed your call again. <laughs> so I would argue part of this guidance is to help you understand the perspective that guys like Mike and I over 50 have, and that you are part of an organization that is built not just on vertical structure and on power and decisions in black and white, but also on relationships. And yes, you can fall on your sword. And it's possible you'll have to fall on your sword when you're 23 years old. And we regret that that happens. And we hope you have the moral upbringing to make the right choice. Because making the wrong choice and knowing it is a terrible thing. And yet, if you think that your decisions are not considered within the realm of politics and whether or not your boss thinks, yes, you'll do that or no, you won't, you're naive.
Yeah. Uh, so the short answer to your question, really short, as opposed to incredibly long, is yeah, I think it's reasonable for some people until they know their boss better to assume that their boss will, in fact, raise an eyebrow. If anything goes wrong with the project that can be assigned to someone half-stepping who voted against it, there's a chance that that will be done, whether it's true or not. Yeah. It's not to say that you should just agree in order to avoid being in trouble later for not doing your job well, but this is the kind of complicated issues that happen as opposed to, oh, I'll vote my conscience. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll finish this one up next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.